From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, dear friends, we are delighted to welcome you today. It's our joy to be right here on this station five days a week, and we thank the Lord for the privilege we have to open the Bible and just talk about a lot of the good things that God's given us. Now, I'm aware this is Thursday. It's two days before Christmas, and I want to here for a couple of days just make a point to say a very blessed, joyful, happy, merry Christmas to every single one of our listeners. We're grateful to have you along as often as you can join us, and with Christmas coming on Sunday, let me encourage you to not let the Lord out of the picture, but to keep Him in the picture and to go to church on Sunday, even if it is on Christmas Day. All right, that's my encouragement to you today. And I want you to turn with me now to John's Gospel, chapter number 8, verses 31 and 32. We're going to continue this series of messages on precious promises. You will remember that in the Bible, Scripture talks about the exceeding great and precious promises. Now, God's given us a lot of promises, and the promises are very, very special. And the one I'm going to look at today has to do with the truth. It is simply a matter that uh, the Lord lays out very clearly that uh, He does provide for us truth and does so without hesitation. In John's Gospel, chapter number 8, verse 31 and verse 32, Jesus said, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And whenever I look through the Bible, I find a lot of things that have to do with that. For example, if a person is not a person of truth, they are a person of untruth. They're a person that is a false witness. And uh, right in the Old Testament, in the Ten Commandments, uh, verse 16 of Exodus 20 says, Thou shalt not bear false witness. That means you don't tell an untruth against your neighbor. You just simply do not do that. Uh, Proverbs 23, 23, great verse, one that I quote often right here on this broadcast. It says, buy the truth and sell it not. That simply means get hold of the truth and don't turn it loose. You find it, don't let it get away from you. In Proverbs chapter 3, in verse 3, the scripture says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Now, what's he telling us? He's just simply saying that truth should not be abandoned at any time for any reason. We ought not to let it go, but rather just bind it upon a neck and write it upon the heart so that we're always obligated to, we're always devoted to the truth. Also, you'll remember in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and verse 15, the Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now that just simply tells me you and I need to handle the truth, and we need to handle it correctly. We need to rightly divide the word of truth. Don't try to read into it something you want it to say, but instead take it for what it says. Make it so that you handle the truth, and you handle it well. Remember, Jesus said about himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
He's just telling us that he is the personification of truth. He is the very epitome of the truth. So we need to look at this very carefully because in our society, in our world, where you and I are living, the environment that we're in today is one in which truth is a vanishing commodity. That's true in a lot of areas. I think about politics. I mean, you and I talk about politics a lot, and uh, the fact is there's a lot of misinformation, disinformation. There's a lot of things just absolutely blatantly false that are stated in the political arena. Uh, The same thing could be said about the media. Uh, We are living in a day now where uh, the media, I mean, by and large, they are sold out to the wrong things. And uh, many of them are willing to put forth stories that they know before they put them on the air that they're not giving you the straight of it. And uh, the vanishing of truth in the media is a reality in our day. It's also true in the business world where people are buying and selling and trading. I mean, you sometimes look at an advertisement and you say, man, that is great. And then you look at it carefully and you discover that they're making claims that are couched very cleverly in obscure language, ambiguous language, and really they're promising you things that they can't produce. The same thing can be said about relationships, truth as a vanishing commodity. Sometimes people will uh, strike up uh, romance. They'll strike up courtships. They'll even be headed toward marriage, and they're building the whole thing on a lie. It just doesn't compute what they've said to one another, what they've promised to one another, and uh, that is just a terrible, terrible way to get things going. And here's one more thing. In the area of religion, in the area of faith, in the area of church, there are all kinds of places in my town and in your town where everything but the truth is being perpetrated. I mean, the devil has concocted every kind of an imaginable story to replace the truth, and he's got people to buy into it. He has clergymen who buy into it, and they take it and run with it, and it's just absolutely not the truth. You know, uh, I've had the privilege to be on campus in some universities through the years. I'm talking about secular universities. And one of the things I've discovered over the years, the battle over the truth is still very much being waged all across the land, including in the philosophy departments of many of the universities where they will battle around over things like, well, what is truth? And they will say things like, well, that's your truth, but it's not my truth. Truth is truth. And whether I embrace it or whether you endorse it or not is not the issue. Truth is truth. And uh, we cannot just say, well, for me, it's truth. For you, it's not. That doesn't play. It's just a false economy that we create when we do that. Uh, some of the liberals will say, well, you know, whatever serves the agenda is the truth. And that's why some of them will get in front of the cameras and tell you one thing on Monday. And before Friday comes, they will be telling you other things in front of the same cameras that are exactly the opposite. And they'll vow and declare both times that they're telling you the truth. Why can they do that? How can they do that? Well, they can do it because in their mind, whatever enables them to get what they want, whatever serves their agenda, they're saying that is the truth, even though it is a lie. So, you know, we have to understand truth does not evolve. Truth is a stable commodity. It may be a vanishing commodity, but it is a stable commodity. Let me say also, 
truth is not generational. What was true five centuries ago is true today. And you and I need to understand, it's not generational. I have a lot of people today who kind of are confrontational about the fact, well, your generation believed this, and our generation believed something else, and in our generation we're doing this, that, and the other. And they make everything hinge upon the generational issue, and that, again, is a false economy. Truth is not a cultural matter. It doesn't matter whether it's America Africa, Australia, it doesn't matter whether it's North or South America. It doesn't matter whether we're talking North Pole or South Pole. I'm just telling you, truth, God's truth, and real truth is always true, and it's not a cultural issue. We have to understand that if we're going to do what we ought to do and understand what we ought to understand. Truth does not accommodate itself to circumstances. Whatever circumstances you have should accommodate itself to the truth. Now, truth is always sourced with God. And whether you're talking about philosophy or mathematics or science or religion, truth is always sourced with God. The Bible says in John 1:17 that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. We read that in the Bible. We know that it's true. We know that the Lord has given us his truth through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in addition to that, we need to understand The Bible tells us, Psalm 119, verse 160, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. So the things that the Lord gives us in all of the fields, I mean, truth is truth, and it is so forever. Psalm 100, in verse 5, says the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. That means it was good for your grandpa, and it'll be good for your grandson. It's good for one and all. Uh, The Bible says in Psalm 33, 4, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. So whenever you look at the things you find in the Bible, just mark it down. It's right. It may not be politically acceptable, but it's right if it's in the Bible. It may not be what people are wanting, but it is right if it's what's in the Bible. Now, Obviously, a lot of people tinker with truth, and they traffic in untruth, and that just simply ought not to be. In fact, you'll remember uh, the letter to the Galatians in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul said, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? See, they had gotten the truth, and then they had strayed away from it. They were leaning towards something else. And whenever he found that, he said, this is absolute foolishness, and you have been bewitched. He simply means by that they have been tricked, they have been scammed, and they do not need to follow that. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 8 talks about two characters uh, that are named James and Jambres, who withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So what do we have there? We have people who are resistant to the truth. They're rebels, and they want to do what they want to do. They're not interested in hearing what the Bible has to say. And then uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 5 is another verse that deals with that when it says, Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, 
and from such withdraw thyself. So here he talks about those who are destitute of the truth. They've bought into a total series of lies, and that just simply is not what needs to happen. So what's the deal here? The Bible says the Lord is able to set us free, and he does that via the truth. Remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Well, in the same way, the Word of Truth that 2 Timothy 2.15 talks about, and all of these other passages that we've looked at today, all of them are advocating something that is just absolutely true in the morning, and it's true at night, it's true in the winter, and it's true in the summer, etc. Truth, yes. Salvation by grace, through faith, that's truth. Everlasting salvation, eternal salvation security in Christ. That is truth. Baptism by immersion after that you are saved. That is truth. I mean, the Bible lays out all of these things for us very clearly, and you and I simply need to follow in the way that the Lord has laid it out. Whenever we talk about truth, we're talking about something God has promised to us, and it is a very, very precious promise. I trust that this will help you to just lock into the truth and let it be something you buy and never sell. Well, look, write me a note. I'd love to hear from you. And we'll be back here again tomorrow, of course. But write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, dear friends, thank you for being along. God bless you. Until tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day and goodbye for now.